International, <laughs> crossing international waters. Fox Force Five has returned. <laughs> yes, two we're different back. countries now, rather than just two different counties or two different countries. <laughs> straddling the Irish Sea, straddling <laughs> nations, straddling. I was going to say continents, but that's not right. <laughs> well, thank God, God's bad enough. You mean it? We're here on a different continent. <laughs> I should have said uh, straddling economic. Zones. <laughs> oh, stop. Listen, I was reading today because of Brexit, McDonald's have ran out of milkshakes in the UK. Strawberry milkshake. I, my first thought was, well, there's there's no point in going to McDonald's now, is there? If he doesn't have strawberry milkshake. Dear God. Um, yeah, it's weird being uh, not in Europe, but I'm still European, so what yeah. can you do? Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Scotland will be there in a few years, I think. But yeah, so we're um, basically living amongst boxes. So I don't even know what this sounds like. I just took all my kit out of boxes and um, yeah, hopefully it's all working. And yeah, we've moved into a house that's about half the size of our house in Ireland. So everything is totally smashed into cupboards and boxes everywhere. But um, (laughs) we're getting there. It's funny, you know, I'm going to talk about this a bit later on the podcast, but like, uh, I don't know, I must have just got sick of clearing things out. Uh, before I left and just sort of turned to the whole I'll take it and I'll deal with it yeah, when we're over there you're over and then here, I get yeah. here and I'm like throw it out throw it out throw everything out ah. yeah. oh god <laughs> losing my mind and you're obviously but, yeah. you moved into your house from years ago so it must be weird kind of being back there now because I mean last time you were there you were a newly married couple basically <laughs> yeah so I tell you the things that are funniest about it when we first came in it was empty it was bigger than I remembered but then the other thing was like five years of renting it to other people has taken its toll on it like it badly needs decoration and yeah. God, we have to change the floors and like I'm going to have to do a lot of work on it in the next while but like talk about um, hazards for the kids which yeah. <laughs> you never oh saw God, before of course yeah it's like looking through a different oh. pair of eyes nearly when you're looking yeah. at it from a mother's so, point of view like all the cupboards are like down low and stuff so there's very little cupboard space up high so it's like where do I put the cleaning products where do I put the stuff that I hide from them you know like yeah. treats or their their extra toys or their arts and crafts toys that they're not allowed at you know without supervision or um yeah, and then an alcohol and, you know, all those things that you're, you need to put away from them, you know. Yeah. Um, and then the other thing is our back door. We've got a kind of a patio door that goes into the garden. And I swear to God, there's like a, it's no exaggeration, a two foot drop down to the ground. Oh, wow. <laughs> there's no step. So we have a friend, Handy Andy, he's coming around uh, this week. He's going to build us a step. Oh, good. And he's going to fix, there's like a hole in one of the floorboards at the top of the stairs, which is a total break your ankle mode. You know, oh, when mom no. comes to visit, she'd be like totally in that hole. <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, we have to get these kind of almost like danger zone sorted out first. And yeah. then, yeah. So and we've been trying to do a tendency, like, that. like when she's away to break her ankle or sprain her ankle or, you know, that sort of thing. Yeah, well, there's always some away. gin and Prosecco involved, isn't there? But... Um, <laughs> Yeah, so um, so otherwise, yeah, but the neighbourhood is lovely, you know, and it's quiet and I look out my kitchen window and it's nice and relaxed and yeah. um, because we're kind of in the middle of a crescent, it's funny, there's an awful lot of traffic there, you know, yeah. um, and the park is just around the corner and they've got like play swings and um, playground and um, a duck pond and all that stuff. So and that's kind of nice. the beach then too in Portobello and all that as well. Yeah, think. yeah. So that's all good. And it still started school last week as well. So that was a big day in our house. And uh, I was way more 
emotional than I thought it would be. <laughs> um, you know, because she's been going to nursery for so long. I thought, oh, yeah, sure, sure, look, she's yeah, been going out yeah. the house for years, you know. But it's the it's the giving them over to the universe thing. You know, yeah. you're kind of like, I suppose you kn- we knew everybody in nursery or we knew we had contact with them or whatever. Whereas where they go after school, you, they have all the all these extra people they're dealing with, you know. And because yeah. she's no friends there and thing, it, oh God, it was so hard. But she was like, "See you later, suckers." <laughs> da, 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 da. It's mad how kids are like so strong; they just don't really care. They just get on with it, like you know. Oh, the resilience and the bravery! Like I came home that day and I was ready to check into some sort of an asylum. <laughs> I wasn't feeling right at all, physically, emotionally, everything. Now I was absolutely knackered yeah. from the move. But yeah, so it's got better now this week. But again, like this, her first long day was yesterday and then she went to after school club and all that, which was another kind of new thing. But she's been flying it like she's been doing so well. Yeah. And um... <laughs> Stuart just walked into the room. All I heard was like, <laughs> I don't know what it was. Nobody's ever walked in as recording before. <laughs> Usually he's more careful than that, but anyway. Um, but God, it actually gave me kind of a fright. I was like, what is that noise? It was the door kind of rubbing off the carpet, which is another thing I have to get bloody fixed. But um, yeah, so she's she's flying it and Effie isn't allowed to go to nursery until she's exactly two, which is another two weeks. So we've had um, Stuart's family, bless them, kind of coming in, looking after her. So she's been great as well. There's been a few middle of the night awakenings by them. But that's to be expected when they're in a yeah. new house, you know. But they're, not, um, they're so young that they're not really going to even notice what's going on, do you know, yes, so. You definitely was Effie. Um, now, Estelle has, a, the first couple of days we were here, she said a couple of things like, um, I miss Dervla, who's her friend from school, oh. you know. Uh <laughs> And oh. that kind of thing. But she's, now she's making new Gosh, friends. I miss <laughs> Auntie Nika, for God's sake. <laughs> well, sure, she's no chance because we're always talking. You were talking about you and saying you're coming over. So she's always, um, and she's got your pictures and stuff in her room, you know, so don't uh. worry about that. <laughs> but um, no, they're they're good otherwise. And it's been busy because, you know, we were kind of visiting friends and family and stuff as well. And we actually took them to a fringe show Aww, uh, last cool. Monday nice. so that was cool yeah they they don't have like they can do indoor events here which is amazing Um, but like you know lots of face masks and hand sanitizing yeah. and some places there's social distancing and all that so it was very safe it felt felt fine you know Um, so yeah so that's it that's that's life here so far so what's been happening Cork is in mourning this week I hear uh, yeah Um, it was so nice though just to like you know, it felt like real normality having like the GA back and like I summertime know, yeah. GAA and matches mm-hmm. and it was good crack, you know, while it lasted. Limerick is just too good, but um yeah, it was still good just to go out and see people in good form and you know, it was nice. Uh we did a good all day on Sunday watching the match, although the result wasn't the best. But other no. than that, that's been it. We have a lovely heat wave here this week. It's glorious. Although I was off no. last week, of course, and it was pissing rain. Oh, yeah. And you were in Dingle, wasn't it? Yeah, How it was Dingle? lovely. Really nice. Like, they've done it really well. You know, they've all these, like, pods and stuff like that for, like, mm-hmm. outdoor. Like, we were outdoors still most of it, you know. Um, Although, obviously, you can go indoors but because we had Lily with us. It was nearly mm. handier just to stay outside. And like everybody was mm-hmm. kind of doing that, to be honest. Most people just wanted to be outside anyway. Make the most of it exactly. while it's still a bit kinda, warm, yeah. 
Yeah, and soaking up the atmosphere and stuff was nearly nicer outside than it was mm-hmm. inside. But they've done it really well. Like a good few like pubs and restaurants have like opened up their like everything in the back, you know, and done all these boots and stuff like that. So it was really nice. We went out on a boat tour. We saw mink nice. whale and we saw dolphins and oh. yeah, it was lovely. And we did they hit a course and the sun actually shone for that hour and it was oh, glorious there. down there. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, we actually walked down Dunquin. Uh, pier, which I'd never actually done, all the way down. Oh yeah, it's like so I've never steep. done that it's either. Crazy. It's so windy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But it was, was it busy? Stab. It was not. No, like Slayhead was very quiet. Dingle was busy, but like it was because it was so many Irish tourists. Like it was actually the perfect time to do Slayhead because it was so quiet. You know, because those really? roads are mm. those roads are mental. You know, you wouldn't so. be meeting the buses like you exactly, would the rest yeah. of the time. Mm-hmm. But it was lovely. Yeah, so I'm looking forward to just kicking off our podcast again and. Picking up, seeing as you're going to be the UK perspective on things now. I'm looking forward to hearing what you have for me. Do you know, it's funny because I was actually researching stuff and I was like, my stuff is still kind of maybe more Irish kind of interest, you know, but yeah, we'll see how it goes. Like, you know, um, I'm not sure all our listeners, most of our listeners are in Ireland. So how interested would they be in what's happening in Edinburgh? Not sure. Like, but we'll... Um, We'll talk. We'll talk about it. We'll see how things go. So, yeah, we can get things started. So, I suppose. And up first, number one. One. So, Nicola, yes. you will know it's far from a domestic goddess I, goddess I am. <laughs> but having just packed up a whole house and moved country, I've decided I want our listeners to save themselves and don't do what I did, which was just to leave stuff until it comes to moving out time. Oh, God. Which, yeah. Because lots of people wouldn't move for years. And yeah. in some cases, you wouldn't move for 30 years or something. You know yeah, what I mean? So uh, now I have moved the longest I've been anywhere in the last few years, probably about five years. But anyway, uh, you know, you, you know, if you're moving, oftentimes you're downsizing. So you would need to be getting rid of stuff. Or like if you won the lottery, you'd probably just dump all your stuff anyway. You know what I mean? Yeah. So if you were going up the way. But, um, but I so feel like the, we're kind of hoarders in our family too. <laughs> I think we're all a bit. <laughs> well, this is it, isn't it? So mm. this woman, Lindsay Crombie, she brought out a book earlier this year. She is the self-titled Queen of Clean. Oh. Um, and this is the 15 Minute Clean is the book she brought out. And the whole premise being if you spend 15 minutes each day cleaning, your life will be so much better, right? Right. (laughs) So she says, my new cleaning concept is all about keeping your home clutter-free and clean just 15 minutes a day using a timer method and rotating the rooms as you go. Sounds doable. But before you start, she notes, it's vital that you plan and set aside some time. Now, I can't actually kind of believe I'm telling people how to clean because this is so outside my realm of um, (laughs) expertise. But um, she says in the kitchen, you might find a you have a drawer filled with old pens that don't work or the bedroom, yeah. your wardrobe has clothes you don't like or fit into or the bathroom might have surfaces covered in empty, half empty toiletries or candles that are burnt down or whatever. And she's like, pick a room, break the jobs down, just do it. But 15 minutes every day. So yeah. she suggests you can use smaller amounts of time, which this is like I'm pushing it here, lady. Um, <laughs> smaller amounts of time to give your home a spruce. When you're boiling the kettle or cooking something in the microwave, this is a valuable time you can use to clean and Heidi, says Cranby. Or look at the internet, says Kelly. Um, (laughs) When you're running the bath, this is a good time to go through the products and declutter or tidy up the bathroom cabinet. God, 
This sounds like a crap way to live. But I anyway. know, but like, I mean, most people are probably rushing. They probably, like, if it was you, now, right? Yeah. You'd probably and, run in, throw on the bat, go down, so, do something with the kids, run back up, check the bat, probably <laughs> run back down again. You probably wouldn't even take a bat. I feel the like time. the next thing is like, if you're sitting on the toilet, can you reach the cabinet? Maybe you can clean out the cabinet while you're going for a pee. <laughs> Oh, God. Uh, anyway, uh, she says these simple everyday changes can make a huge difference to the amount of time you spend cleaning and organising your home. Uh, and here's the key point, Nicola. Don't be sentimental when decluttering, uh, she says. Ask yourself, have I used it in the last year? Do I like it? Do I need it? Does it add value to me? And if you answer no to all of these, the item needs to go. I think that's actually quite a good There's quite a few questions there. That's four Mm. questions it has to pass. Have I used it in the last year? Do I like it? Do I need it? Does it add value to me? What was it? Was it Maria Kondo was? Does it give bring me joy wasn't that yeah. the thing she said but I kind of disagree with herself because she's there like throwing up books and stuff like that that's like sacrilegious to me I don't mm. know is that the way we're raised or what but mm. she was like the extreme then as well I mean I mean don't get me wrong I would love to have that mindset and be able to do that but I am mm. not like that at all she also but, folds her knickers though so come on like yeah but I mean, um time for that <laughs> Lindsay here goes on about it. She says, it's not just your home that needs decluttering either. She adds, focus on decluttering your life too. Get rid of those friends you don't like anymore. No, I'm joking. Uh, Delete apps you don't need or use. Delete old contacts from your phone. Purge your social media accounts and organise your home entertainment. I don't even know what she's talking about at this stage. Decluttering your house and your life may not be the answer to all of our problems, but it'll certainly help. As we're getting outside and back to normality, now is the time to get those good habits in place. So decluttering may never be a chore again. She put up quite an accurate tweet, actually, I thought. It was a picture of her wardrobe and it said, 45% haven't worn in three years. 25%, what the hell was I thinking? 25% for when I get thinner and 5% what I actually wear. Like, pretty accurate, I'd say. (laughs) Uh, Do it, people. Save yourselves. Uh, I actually threw out loads of stuff, as I say, since we got here because we just don't have the space for it, you know. Uh, So three words for you. Call, call, call. (laughs) (laughs) We did an item on cleaning. Look at that. That was amazing. But like, do you not, like, would you not do that anyway? Like, kind of just clean as you go. You know, I know she's being very precise there, 15 minutes per mm. room. But like if I was cooking the dinner now or something, I'd probably be cleaning mm. as well as I went. Like. Do you know what I am good at? I hate dust gatherer yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I have a tendency to get rid of that. Like, so the half burnt candles, I just get rid of them. Do you know, I don't yeah. hang on to things like that because you have to dust them. And I hate <laughs> dust them. And I'm allergic to dust. Yeah, so. not true. Um yeah, I think so it depends on the things. room as well, though. Like, I mean, your mm. kitchen is probably the room you're going to clean the most because it's probably one of the rooms that you use the most as well, you know. Mm. But like, oh, it depends then too. Like some weekends I'd be there and I wouldn't touch the kitchen for two days because <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> you're eating crap or whatever. Now, obviously, in, in lockdown, we were like in it constantly. But uh, since life has resumed, I kind of don't find myself, you know, I'll clean it on Friday and it kind of sits there for two days <laughs> until like, one day comes around. <laughs> I think the day-to-day cleaning is grand. Like, you can stay on top of that. That's fine. But, like, we had a kind of a walk-in wardrobe in our last house, which was um, our landlords had converted from, like, a box room. It was amazing. It was brilliant. I loved having a walk-in wardrobe. But, you know, huge railings and that would have hung straight down. And then I would have put bags and stuff underneath the railings. So, like, when I pulled out all that stuff, oh, my God, you could have made a rug out of the dust bunnies. Like, it was Mm. absolutely disgusting. But, you know, that's the kind of thing you probably do have to pull it out once every six months 
you know, and give a hoover yeah. and a dust around there. But I actually just yeah. cleaned my cutlery drawer this morning, as you say it there. Now. Oh, that's one of <laughs> I those things. I hadn't done it in ages. And I was looking at this morning, mm. I was like, ooh, it's a bit mank, you know, you get like crumbs in there. So, yeah. <laughs> so I, I cleaned it out this morning. Well. So it's actually good timing that you say it. I was well, like, I used why to, have I, I not done we used to laugh that mom used to be cleaning the house. Do you remember for when we'd come back to visit? It was like, it's always a good incentive when you have people coming to visit yeah. to clean the house. Oh yeah, that you know? brain will tell you that's when I clean the house the most as well. <laughs> <laughs> oh well, there you go. Go on, so Nicola, over to you, girl number two. Two. Oh, number two. Um, this week, I'm actually watching a bit of TV. I don't know if the weather kind of was a bit crap or whatever. Taking my TV watching so because yeah. I've been watching. Well, on. Love Island also finished last oh, night. Oh, stop. So. Yeah, I forgot. Yeah. But Are you happy with the result? Era. Boring. Snooze fest, whatever. Era, yeah, they were good enough couple. But like, I mean, at the end, none of them were good couples. You know, all the lads mm. had like, most of the lads, three of the lads that were left had all gone off with other girls. Oh, One God. couple that your man didn't go off with anybody else, obviously, Fade gone nuts, God love her. So it was it was all a bit of a mess, really, you know. Like if that's kind of what we're now aiming for in terms of being like a great couple, it's a bit like, mm-hmm. you know, it's you know I wonder, it's a bit sad. I wonder if it's on the way out, Love Island. Yeah, but area yeah, there was a few things this season, you know, and it was I just like even that poor girl Faye, like I just think she has so many insecurity issues. And like, did they not flag these sort of things before people went in there, you know? And then she goes after rocker giving out. And then the hate, you know, they're going to get and Like, I feel mm. so sorry for them coming she out. She was the girl that just kind of turned yeah, I forced on everybody one night. Yeah, she watched it one night, yeah, yeah, yeah and she yeah. went mad. But, you know, I kind of mostly felt sorry for her because, like, she obviously yeah. just felt a bit trapped and her, started, like... Her back was up, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And, like, I don't know, I just, yeah. Like, there, in one sense, it was a good season because there was some dr- drama and stuff. And, like, last week we had loads of drama because Jake and Liberty, who were together from the start, um, called it a day. They... they they were both. She kind of stood up for herself. Yeah, supposedly. which was really good, and that was refreshing, and that was probably one mm-hmm. of the best things to see. But I think it, it's days might be number. At the same time, like you still get obviously millions of people watching it, and it's the biggest thing in the summer, and like people are bored during the summer, so it's a good time to have it on. But I don't know. They need to like reevaluate it because it's supposed to be what like it, be kind, and then like you know. What if they put something. in people who were like normal body sizes in there? Like what would happen? Yeah. You know, it's kind of like why do they all have to be now? I know. It's because the public want to watch sexy people with beautiful bodies and all that, right? But like, do they but really? Do they really? Like, what if you really going to care? Normal and in inverted commas, like normal people in there. Say yeah. more like, I suppose even Big Brother had different shapes and sizes and sexualities and nationalities yeah. and everything. Whereas Jesus Love Island is very... Yeah. Straight up and down, isn't it? Like, but then you know, it's quite which cruel, isn't that really though, then at the same, But then it's cruel, like, you know, this guy went in two weeks ago and, like, look, he did look like Lord Farquaad from Shrek. But <laughs> it was very harsh for people to be saying that, you know, and everybody mm. on about it and stuff. But, you know, so, ugh, I don't know. Anyway, I just, I just don't know how long that format can continue. And especially when you look at the state of how all the men, you know, were and the women, you know, weren't great either. The but the whole thing of that, the mental you know? health, yeah, the mental health of the people who come out of there and yeah, all the exactly. stuff that's been attached to it, like, it's not sending good messages. I just no. think in this day and age, it's like that kind of format, it's days are numbered. Like, yeah, and like you know. social media is so toxic. It's just disgusting, mm-hmm. you know. And like, don't get me wrong, I've definitely jumped on the bandwagon at one point or another, but I'm nearly ashamed of like some way of reacting to some stuff on it. Like, you know, the way you watch it, you judge these it's, people. It's, Who it's are that we focus to judge on- yeah, but it's but no, that's kind of not your fault in a way because that's the whole premise of the thing is yeah. look at these beautiful people who prioritise and value 
the exterior. So they're all about their looks and how how they look and how they come across and the clothes they wear and the makeup they wear and all that. Now, mm. I'm making a presumption. I've watched one series of Love Island and mm. only a couple of episodes of this one, but I'm presuming that's still the case. And all the yeah. boys work out and, you know, everybody yeah, yeah. is body beautiful, right? So there's that thing of, right, well, if they're prioritising that, then that's what the programme prioritises. That's mm. what the viewers expect to be prioritised. And it's all a bit toxic because... Yeah. We're told in this day and age that, you know, beauty's only skin deep, you know, that we should value people for their, the content of their character. You know what I mean? Yeah. But also they're all straight, like they're all, Mm -hmm. you know, there's no homosexuals or bisexuals. Heteronormative. Exactly. Mm -hmm. And that's kind of dying. You know, that's not the norm really anymore. Like everybody's diverse, like, you know, so Mm -hmm. anywho, so that was Love Island. Um, But I, on Saturday night, totally not Saturday night viewing, but anyway, (laughs) We watched the Dennis Nielsen documentary on Netflix. Have you heard about it? Oh, so you know about him. That I might have watched it ages psychopath. ago. No, it's a new this one. So it's not with the um, Scottish guy, David Tennant, no. No, so he is in the dra- dramatized, 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 dramatized series. And he is like the bop off him. It's really creepy. I didn't actually mm. watch that. I do want to go back and watch it. But this is mm. just a documentary based on his audio tapes from prison. Oh, yeah. So, I, like, you know me now, I love a good, um, you know, serial true killer crime. thing and true crime, love it. And I find it so fascinating. And it was very interesting. I wouldn't, like, you know, say that it, I disliked it. But it's kind of grisly, you know, listening to, mm. it's actually his voice, like, you're listening to talking about murdering these people and why he did it and his mother. Too real, kind of. Very real, like, very chilling. Like, you know, should we really be giving these people the airtime you know even after their death or whatever I don't mm. know I do I agree with it really and like at the start going into it I wasn't really thinking about it but kind of as it went on I was a bit like this is kind of creepy do you know what I mean mm-hmm. um but yeah so it's there's all such about... an appetite for that serial killer stuff and for true crime stuff I think yeah and it's they're milking it is fascinating. they're milking every story though aren't they to the last whatever angle they can take on yeah. it like but like the thing is, it is very, very interesting. But like just to hear his voice and stuff like that and like playing it down and they're kind of giving him the last word on everything rather than the victims, you know, and I don't mm. really agree with it. And it was horrific, sure, what he's done to all these men like Bush. Yeah. Um, very interesting. If, you, if you're interested in true crime, like I would definitely say. Because there's a question mark over loads of people he claimed to kill initially, yeah. but they never found any evidence of it. And there's, they there? found so many like tiny bits of bone and stuff. They could never identify mm. the people. Yeah. Like all he was able to say was, oh, they had an Irish accent. They had a Scottish accent. You know, yeah. that was the only way he could kind of. And like, obviously, this was in like the 70s and early 80s. And it was like a lot of like rent boys and things like that that he had mm. murdered and. You know, and people who were like addicted people who got off the radar. Exactly. It wasn't all like that. But so it is very interesting seeing, I suppose, you know, a bit more into the, the mind of somebody like him. But at the same time, I found it quite grisly, like and kind of tough. Not that he's talking about the murder as much. It's more like mm. just talking about himself and things like that. Yeah. But ugh, I don't know. Like, I, I would definitely say if you're interested in that, like, give it a watch because it's very interesting it's called the mem- mm. uh, memories of a murderer the nielsen mm. tapes and like i said it's all audio tapes that he recorded in prison himself but like he mm. was clearly quite intelligent and stuff like that like so it is very well articulated and it's not all the tapes like you do see interviews mm-hmm. with the cops and victims families and stuff like that and like they play uh, like video of his mother after she was interviewed and stuff like that but like and they kind of go into 
why he became this way and ugh, like woof, like would give you the chills but mm. yeah it was it is one to watch in the sense that it's it's fascinating but at the same time i kind of feel you know mm. we are giving them too much maybe of a voice like to yeah know. platform yeah yeah exactly for... when they're like such a messed up individual but other than that that was my a big view at the weekend and i've been watching a lot of master chef australia which gives me joy <laughs> that's <laughs> Why <been> not? About <laughs> it. the only things we managed to cram in the last while was baptiste finished we, we oh, finished yeah. that uh finished sunday night it kind of went it was six episodes and i enjoyed the first four more than the last two which was a shame but I love that series. I think it's the last series. Uh, Fiona Thompson was in it, who is just a brilliant actress as well. And worth a watch, definitely. And the other thing we started watching was this series called Deceit, which is on Channel 4. I don't know if you've come across it, but it's set in the early 80s after the murder of Rachel Nichol, who you would probably remember, not early 80s, early 90s, you probably remember the video. There was a video of her with her little boy um, that was on all the news. She'd long blonde hair. She wore a black polo neck. And her body was found in Wimbledon Common with the two-year-old clinging to it. This was in 1992. So anyway, in the sort of wake of that murder, this female detective gets kind of roped in to do a honeypot trap with the guy they believe is the murderer. Oh, Now, right. I think it's based... It's based in reality. So... It's kind of fascinating. Like, we've only seen two episodes of it so far. But she's luring him in as someone who knew, someone he knew kind of thing. Mm -hmm. But she's setting herself up as the profile, which they've got from two different criminal profilers. And that's kind of messed up. But it's also set in a kind of a more misogynistic kind of environment. And you see her having to deal with the, the male cops and... The male cops get all the kudos for all the hard work and blah, blah, blah. So that kind of side as well. But anyway, interesting. We're watching Irish female in the lead as well. Her name is... Oh, her name is... Neve Algar. Do you know her? No. No, she's very good. So there you go. Uh, that's our TV. Oh, so good. yeah. It'll be getting into, we'll be getting into autumn season stuff now. So yeah, we'll be, things are starting again now, the series and I'm stuff. I'm excited. So it's good. I'm excited. Okay. Number three. Three. Well, Nicola, Fox of the Week is celebrating his birthday this week. Hmm. And as we've said before, it takes a special man to make his way onto Fox <laughs> of the Week. The only one before we've had is... Um, Michael Yeah. Yeah. This week, I give you the master that is Keanu Reeves. <laughs> God, this is very random. But yes, yeah, so I mean, obviously, people like Keanu Reeves. <laughs> Keanu will be 57 this week. He it's, is, of course, he's can- so young looking. It's mad. Oh, stop. Yeah. He is, of course, a Canadian actor, director and musician. He was born in Beirut in 1964 to wait for Patricia Taylor, who's actually English, but of Irish descent. So we uh, hereby stake claim to him. But anyway, um, his dad is a Hawaiian, hence his name, which means, wait for it, Cool breeze over the mountains. <laughs> wow. Very, very romantic, poetic. Yeah, wow. Well, anyway, that the family didn't stay together for long and his mom remarried numerous times, actually. She's got like a litany of hairdressers and rock stars and all sorts. Um, hmm. But they ended up in Canada. So he started his acting career age nine and his interest grew from there. Um, it's funny, I was reading about him on Wikipedia and it was... Um, 
It said something like, Oh, Keanu was surrounded by Chinese art, furniture and cuisine growing up due to his grandmother's ethnicity. He watched the two Ronnies and his mother imparted English manners that he has maintained into adulthood. <laughs> it's like, what's so <laughs> random? Clearly oh someone American gosh. wrote that. Yeah. But anyway. Uh, so anyway, he dropped out of school when he was 17, moved to L.A. Uh, when he was 20 to pursue his acting ambitions. He first came to attention in a role in River's Edge, but it was Bill and Ted's excellent adventure slash bogus journey that catapulted him to stardom. Uh, being dishy didn't hurt him, I guess. But he went on to become a fully certified action film star with speed and point break. And of course, later he be, went on to star in The Matrix, Matrix, which gave well, him... Bill and Ted's bogus adventure, you never mentioned. <laughs> I did say that. Oh, did I said you? Bill and Ted's excellent adventure oh, sorry, slash bogus, sorry. Oh, yeah. bogus journey. <laughs> bogus journey, Nicola. Okay, sorry, 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 sorry. Uh-huh. I don't know how we did that. He turned his hand later to some more art house type projects, My Own Private Idaho, which I've never actually seen. He's no. in that with River Phoenix. I got to see that sometime. And The Private Lives of Pippa Lee. He directed Man of Tai Chi in 2013. But most importantly, he voiced the legend that is Duke Kaboom in Toy Story 4, <laughs> which I didn't know, actually. He's um, such a funny character. He just does all this random stuff as well. He was so in a very silly. funny uh, movie I watched a couple of, uh, years ago. Uh, on Netflix too and he plays himself but he completely takes the piss out of himself yeah. in it. <laughs> he seems he seems very down down to earth like mm. but um in recent years I would say it's not his acting or bass playing that has got him much uh positive kudos but just his demeanor manner and all round likability factor hence why he's on Fox of the Week. He set up a cancer charity following nursing his sister through leukemia for over ten years. It supports children's hospitals and cancer research, even though he set it up about five or six years before anybody knew about it. He's not, he doesn't link his name to, you know. He also supports PETA, the Sick Kids Foundation and Stand Up to Cancer. It's reported he gave $80 million. Now, this is a bit debated. I read about it a bit. Mm. It's reported he gave $80 million of his $114 million earnings for The Matrix to lower paid staff on the film, such as makeup artists and special effects people. But actually, you'd believe it when you see, there's pictures of him on the internet wearing the same pair of shoes and there's like holes in them and everything. But anyway, there are many, many stories circulating online about his generous character from how he treats animals and soft toys to being nice to fans. (laughs) Speaking to homeless people, treating colleagues very well, etc. He was in an emergency landing one time and just hopped on the bus with the rest of the gang rather than getting his own private car afterwards. He's given lifts home to people when they were stranded. He apparently has an infectious positive energy on set because he just loves making movies mm. so much and literally um, shouts about it. I.e. he shouts, I love making movies when he's <laughs> He goes camping on his own with his dog and no one else. He poses for pictures with fans all the time. But he doesn't touch people. Yeah, uh, he I don't doesn't. know if you remember hearing yeah, about this. Yeah. If he's posing with his females, particularly, yeah. he kind of puts his arm around them, mm-hmm. but not physically on them. He's just class, bless him. I mean, I'd be quite happy for him to touch me, but you know, <laughs> maybe not. Maybe not all and people. His lady would. is like this kind of older artiste lady. Isn't oh yeah, she? yeah, yeah. He's a kind of a tragic story about a girl yeah. he was with. They had a stillborn baby at eight months and she kind of went off the rails and they broke up and she actually oh, died gosh. in a car crash. Like, so that was oh, such yeah, a trauma for him to experience that. all of that. Yeah. yeah, it's very sad. So I hope he's found someone new to, yeah. to make. Well, they're together a few years now. She's I quite famous. I, can, I think act, I know her, yeah. Uh, artist. Like, I wouldn't be, I don't know much, but um, mm. she looks a bit older. I'm not sure. But she has quite long grey hair, very elegant. Grey hair, yeah. Looking, yeah. Of her. But, yeah. Um, oh, I hope he's happy. So he's earned himself the title of the internet's boyfriend and he's got himself a new accolade today. 
Fox of the Week, baby. Keanu Reeves. <laughs> Love it. Well done. That's a good one. <laughs> All right. Over to you for follows, Nick. Number four. Four. So this week I was, uh, I, you know, in the last few weeks I, was, I have been thinking about this and I've been like, oh, what am I following lately? And I actually haven't really been on social media or anything much and like you kind of once you're immersed in Love Island you spend a lot of time you know looking at Love Islandy kind of stuff but um I was listening to the was it the radio the other day and somebody was talking about a story they'd heard on the bus that day and it reminded me of do you remember the like overheard on they did a book like overheard in Dublin oh, all yes. that stuff yeah yeah and I was yeah, thinking yeah, about yeah. It and I was like I wonder is there like social media accounts for it surely so there is so many if you oh, just look way. up overheard in Instagram it will bring up LA, Cork, New York, Dublin, London, oh, all overheard at a gay bar, overheard like celebs, <laughs> overheard on Wall Street. It's actually hilarious. So I love obviously it. it's a big, uh, various different reactions and, and messages and things like that. But I looked up the Dublin one, obviously, to see kind of what the, the local ones were. Um, Oh, just very funny. So if people don't know what I'm talking about, it's when people have obviously overheard a conversation, they make a note of it, and then it's posted on Instagram, yeah. basically. Yeah. So um, so there's one here. So it, it, in brackets, it's like man yelling threats and punching cars. And there's a woman from a high window shouting, listen, you need to fake off or I'll call the police. No, I will. You're upsetting me. <laughs> me, man. You're upsetting me, man. <laughs> in Dublin and other ones um, some of them aren't that funny but some of them are very funny Um, there was one about sneezing which I really liked so okay so in uh, quotation marks so but you know there's nothing like a good sneeze is there you can't be doing that now you'd be like a leper no way (laughs) I really like that one as well Um, very good uh, yeah, so read through them though, because like I mean, some of them are obviously funnier than others. Some of them are a bit crap, mm. and some of them are kind of like timely of the time, like Christmas time. Yeah, or maybe the Dublin one isn't very active. Like the last, like mm. there was one posted three days ago, but before that, it could be a month or whatever. But mm-hmm. like if you look through them, you'll find some gems on various different accounts. Like there's the Cork one; it was quite funny, but they're very long, so I won't read them. But mm-hmm. um. <laughs> like a lot of them are around coronavirus and stuff too. Like they're not as pop, like as as busy as they were in terms of quotes mm. since like COVID and stuff. But I get some of them yeah. very funny. Like um, like some of them, you know, like the one for New York is very New Yorky kind of stuff. Like, sorry, I'm out of it. I just I just got back from vacation. Where'd you go? The Hamptons. But I was on a lot of drugs, so it felt like Berlin. <laughs> Lovely. So like stuff like that. But Accurate. Yeah, obviously, where you look, you're going to get like more references to the locality. But yeah, I had a good mm. laugh that now earlier. There's lots of different examples. So go and have a look. I'm sure there's probably a Twitter account. I'll have a quick look there. Um, but they're all again different areas, and some are funnier than others. So yeah. there was a trade. There was a trade. Um Sorry, did you find the Twitter handle yeah, there? Yeah, just, just if you just go to Overheard, it's more general. It's actually just lots of different ones okay. together. So it might be a bit funnier rather than it being so specific, you know. Uh, OK, OK. Um, so so the Instagram one is Overheard in Dublin. They're all, if you just look up Overheard, you'll get loads of them. Loads and loads okay. and loads of them. There's no all different name. areas, like all different parts of the US. Um, if you just look up over her Dublin, it'll give you the Dublin one over her Cork, it'll give you the Cork one. What I would say is look for the followers and the ones with the most followers are probably funnier mm. than the others. There's a few Cork ones, like, you know. Mm-hmm. There was a very funny thread there. <laughs> Sorry. And I'm going to do that. Really, Go on. 
gonorrhea is like a kind fog. It clears. <laughs> Jesus Christ. It's the cork one. You can't look like that and not be taken, taken gay or an arsehole. <laughs> well, we've all said that. <laughs> Jesus. Um, there was a very funny thread on... Oh, jeepers. Where did it go now? One second. We really shouldn't be trying to find these things when we're uh, recording. Um, so I'll tell you the gist of it anyway. I'll see if I can find it in the meantime. So it was on Twitter. This started a girl put up a tweet saying something to the effect of good luck to anyone who tries to be um, stylish oh, in I Ireland. Oh, I saw it. It was it? very I wore funny. A, I wore a beret in Wexford five years ago and I've never, I've been called Mario since or something <laughs> like that. Yeah. No, I'd so, find it there because one of the lads sent it to me. Do you have it? It's very funny. I see. Someone sent it to me as well. But it was, it, BuzzFeed did a, was it BuzzFeed did a link to the thread and pulled out some of the best ones. Um, and one of the funniest ones was about this guy. He was like, I was an intern at a new office and my first day I went in and wore a suit, but it was actually really casual. And next thing I know, I got a card around that everybody had signed uh, congratulating me on my first Holy Communion with a fiver inside. <laughs> That is brilliant. Oh, there depends. was one as well about um, I was wearing a vintage Nike jacket and a long queue for drinks at a boxing match when a Belfast oh, yeah. lad goes, fuck me, this is taking forever. Every man has been here since the 80s. <laughs> <laughs> Very good. There was a funny one as well about some fellow that wore a fancy jacket and glasses years ago and they still call him Versace and all this. Very oh, good. Very it's funny. funny. It's funny. <laughs> Even like one year, I once wore a silver jacket to college, turned up late for class, said, sorry, I'm late to the lecture. The lecturer said, OK. Then waited till I was halfway across the front of the full class before following it up with trouble with the spaceship again. <laughs> that kind of bends, yeah. It's about 20 or 30 in there, so it's worth looking up anyway. Very and, funny. Um, oh, there's thousands of likes on it. It's very, very yeah. funny. I think the person who... Um, started it started it with janky underscore jane at j-a-n-k-y underscore jane so it was her tweet so fair play to her because that was funny very good that provided many many hours of entertainment but that was my uh, internet find this week so enjoy massive number five five okay so this week on music news it's kind of downbeat because it's really ridiculous what's happening with the reopening of the music oh, industry in Ireland. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, I just wanted to mention it because we were joking about it the last time we did a podcast because we were saying, oh, electric picnic's going to go ahead. Blah. And actually that same week they said it's not going ahead because Leash County Council or whatever got rid of it. But anyway, uh, it's been over 500 days since the live events industry shut down in Ireland. There's no gigs, clubs, large participatory sporting events, but the GA is fine, obviously. Theatre, comedy or arts events. There have been numerous signals of intent from the government, but nothing solid in terms of a plan or, dare I say it, a roadmap for the industry. Um, Minister for the Arts Catherine Martin has attempted to have restrictions eased, but she's facing opposition for her plans. Uh, I think things have ramped up in recent weeks, obviously, but uh, particularly when we see tens of thousands of people going to Croke Park, you know, yeah. musicians and artists and venue promoters and venue owners and that they're getting really sick of it at this stage. But mm. um, funding to the tune of 61.5 million euro was made available and meant that some artists and venues got some relief. But with the pup being cut back now, it's getting all the more urgent that the industry and these people are giving their livelihoods back. Um you know, I don't know if you know there, like you can do an outdoor gig with up to 200 people. Yeah. So that's why that, where a lot of that money would have went, basically, or into sort of like, 
you know, there was a lot of TV programs and shows done. They poured loads of money into them. So the artists got paid to do them. You know what I mean? Um, they weren't live events in the sense of um, there wasn't an audience. But anyway, uh, we get that it's COVID and these are risky situations. But the venue managers are well aware of what needs to be done to make it as safe as possible. And with over 80% of the population doubly vaccinated now, it needs to get sorted. You can't even have a band on in a bar, like. You can't yeah, even have a band on the bar. You can have people in the mixed. bar, but you can't put a band in the bar. Yeah, you, you know, can like, outside and that's about it. Like, it's mad, yeah. yeah. It, it seems to be kind of mixed too, the messages, because... Like I've heard of bands at weddings now and stuff. I don't think that's, I don't know what the crack is with that. Like, you know. Maybe because that's, they have a special license or yeah, whatever for it. I that's don't know. not fair either. And like the thing is with this is there has to be personal responsibility. If someone wants to go to the ga or if yeah. I want to sit in a busy pub now, that's my choice to do that. Like I'm taking that yeah. risk. And, Absolutely. you know, and if you have nothing coming up, you're not seeing anybody vulnerable, way after you, like, yeah. let do your thing. Absolutely. Like, you know? It's up to individuals now. It's the living with COVID thing, like, you yeah. know, and since, I mean, I've only been back a week here and it's way more like that. And it's yeah. like, as you say, personal responsibility and no one's going to force you to go to the fringe show exactly, or whatever yeah. or go into the pub. But if you want to go, then you weigh up the risks, make a decision and go. Now, I know you need to have a health system in place that can deal with the fallout of more people getting COVID but the truth is with so many people vaccinated it has to happen at some point yeah. or else it's never going to happen like come on do you know what I mean because yeah, no. this thing isn't going away it's going to hang around and if we get different variants and stuff you can't just obliterate a whole, whole industry especially alongside letting the gag go ahead it's so it's so contradictory yeah, and I mean like. it was crazy like I mean even the pubs that we passed through the day like I mean they were outside but it was absolutely rammed, rammed you know what I mean so like it doesn't make much sense that they've allowed stuff like that to go ahead and like it's not a begrudging statement to say that like I'm delighted they allowed they're, they're allowing fans as yeah, matches totally. and it shouldn't be a begrudgery thing against that it should be a why are we letting this happen? And no, exactly. Good for the gap. But what about stupid, the other like, industries that yeah. need people to attend as well? Like yeah. it's insane. Mm. Um, but there's supposedly a number of pilot events going to go ahead in September in Galway as part of the. There's like a. But sure, why do they keep Galway. piling it? Can they not just get enough information from other countries and stuff? We all know exactly. if you do an antigen test before you go, and they can try to whittle out at least some people who might potentially be positive. Just go mm-hmm. ahead with it then. You know, like, it's mm-hmm. stupid. So some events over here do require you to have, it's funny, they require you to have a lateral flow test done. So what mm. you do is, right, you go in, I already did this, went into Boots, got my free lateral flow test, right, pack a seven, there you go. Mm-hmm. You can apply for more online and they send it out in the post. You go home and you do your lateral flow test, right, and you, there's a, barcode or a number on the side of it and then you go onto the NHS website and you go in and you put in your that barcode and you register whether the test was positive or negative now you could say of course that it was negative when it was positive but like you'd want to be a psycho to do that you know what I mean so the whole point is you then get an email slash confirmation back from the NHS to say you have registered this test as negative blah 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 so then you turn up to your venue and you have to show them that thing right makes perfect sense right it's insane to expect people and that's not that's not even to be fair that's not even every venue that's doing that that's yeah, only some venues some, or like, whatever the bigger ones maybe yeah but the government here are expecting people or asking people to test themselves twice a week anyway yeah and and so that they can find people who are symptom free yeah that that's that's the level they're on now it's like off you go 
move around together and we'll start this extra thing now where we're trying to find and they've also started testing for antibodies this week yeah but so they're sending out antigen tests and stuff aren't they you can get them for free now in the UK can't you the lateral flow tests you get for free I got a box of them for free in Boots yeah. and they sent out um, if I go online they'll send me more to my door it's mad like yeah yeah they're free they're just free you can just get them you know um, they haven't really used that at all here enough, like, you know, they haven't really talked about them enough, like enough for people to even understand it. Like if I was going to see my pregnant it's friend that, at the weekend and I knew I had yeah. been at a concert, do you not think I would go and like do a test? Sure, that's what we did at Christmas, know? wasn't it? Yeah, we exactly, all did yeah. the tests. We all kind of didn't mm-hmm. go anywhere for the few weeks before Christmas and then we all did the tests on on Christmas Day so we knew that all the everyone in the family yeah. well we knew 80% that everyone was fine you know and it just gives you that comfort it's not flawless but it's the typical Irish government being the nanny state and being like oh they couldn't possibly get this right they couldn't possibly mm. manage themselves you know for fuck's sake like mm. um, but anyway look um, there's a meeting this week between Catherine Martin and industry reps again um, and Neffet are meeting about the next stage of easing restrictions this week as well. So the cabinet will meet on Friday to consider their recommendations. So let's hope there's some movement there. Even if they were like, you know, to say, yeah, you can have indoor gigs now with up to half the capacity of the venue or something like that, yeah. you know, mm. and masks and negative PCR tests you know like just start yeah. somewhere you know and give yeah because even like this, a, this Thursday there was a gig in Clarny Damien Dempsey was playing the INAC and it's all outside like all outside and you mm-hmm. still had to buy tickets of four or six and you that's so fucking table. stupid though stupid Do you know because like I would have gone yeah. with like one other person but like, just be full of dubs you know but <laughs> how are you going to get four or six people you know as well mm-hmm. I think that's even stupid like yeah I just don't know and like I oh, have literally stupid. been sat in pubs in the last few months with people less than a metre away from you do you know what I mean mm-hmm. like yes they mm-hmm. won't do it at a gig or whatever you know I just think mm-hmm. yeah anyway so uh, I'm supposed to be going to my first gig tomorrow night mm-hmm. in Edinburgh which will be super surreal. Emotional. But it's, again, half the capacity of the venue and they have various... Who's um, So it's an album launch for Maximo Park, who I wouldn't be a massive fan, but they're grand. I've seen them on stage a few times. They're good crack. My friend had a spare ticket and she was like, do you want to come? And I was like, do you know what? I want to pop my gig going post-COVID, Cherry. Let's do it. <laughs> um, and actually, we know the promoter of that venue so and they've yeah. got a balcony. So I was kind of like, well, he might leave us up on the balcony, you know, and nice, we could have yeah. our own little space. So it's probably about the safest post-COVID gig environment I can yeah. kind of emerge into, you know. So, um, yeah. But I, I already said to Di, my friend, I said, I'm, if I feel uncomfortable, I'm just yeah, going to leave. leave. And she's fine about that as well. So yeah. um, she's on the same page. Like, so, yeah, I feel like a bit of a fuddy-duddy saying that, but I just think we have to ease ourselves into these things now and yeah, see how they go you know I'm excited but I'm also a bit of, bit of trepidation like but um, yeah we'll see how it goes anyway so you just, but this is the thing if everybody was just mature enough to make the call themselves like and if you don't mm. feel comfortable leave or whatever it may be you know what I mean it's just mm-hmm. mad, it's just mad but yeah. because the fringe was on here as well like some venues did have um, acts on in like badly ventilated small rooms and all that but like yeah. if people want to go into those rooms that's up to them yeah. You know, some of Stuart's family went to one and they just felt uncomfortable. So they left, you know, yeah. so exactly like just be like adults. Do you know what I mean? But like and this is that. the thing now, this is like August, we're going into September. 
like it's going to be far worse in the winter. So they need to get their act together now so that yeah. we can maybe have a life in the winter. Totally. As well, you know, so totally. anyway. And they, if they even got, they could probably do a few small festivals in September if they got their act together. Like, so yeah. look, fingers crossed anyway. Mm. So that's it. That's our five things. And Fox Wars 5 this week. So, um, yeah. So what's your plan for the... The weekend, Nick, anything exciting? Well, Kerry are in the All Ireland semi final. Semi final. <laughs> I do know. I do know. Yeah, yeah. Sure, it was. It was delayed and everything, and yeah, we were kind of hoping Tyrone would succumb to COVID. No, <laughs> but um, we, we yeah, of course, we don't. Of course, we don't. It'd be awful <laughs> if we got a free pass to the final and then won, and then they'd be like, Listen, "Oh, the they most, just won, cause." Yeah, and the most important thing anyway that's happened is uh, Dublin being kicked out. So we're delighted. Yeah. I don't was really mind what happens. What have next. we? What stopped? <laughs> they would have been six in a row or seven, seven in a row. Seven in a row, for God's yeah. sake. CLA or dopes. So, yes. Yeah, CS is right. Uh, so yeah, gonna mm. go home to Clarny for that. Obviously, won't be the same without you there, but I'm looking forward to going. So, what home. weekend is the actual final now? Do you know? The 11th of September. Oh, weekend before you're here, which yeah. is a shame. Be good to watch it in the Irish pub over here. Be good, crack. Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah. Might so be a replay. <laughs> there might be a replay. You might be. Who knows? You might be here for oh, it. Yeah, true. Well, like they can't mm-hmm. delay the final again. Oh my god! So, like, yeah, we'll see. Yeah, uh, we'll know if there's a replay. Yeah, that'd be grand. But. Um, yeah, we're so car shopping. I, I, oh, yeah, I'm on a mission to buy a new car. So, um, but it's the same over here as it is there, which is hard to find secondhand cars. They're being snapped up really quickly and stuff. And because mm. we need a kind of very biggish kind of popular family car type yeah. thing, you know, for car seats and all that, it's kind of hard to to get your hands on one. So we've seen one now that's in Sterling, which is an hour away. So we might have to go and Ugh. drive up there to see it or whatever. But like we went to one garage there at the weekend and they were like, you can look at the car, but you can't test drive the car. And I was like, this is ridiculous. I mean, you surely know, they just give it away after for fuck's sake. How are you just supposed understand. to buy a car you ca- you don't drive, like, for God's sake? You should have us, like, people buying houses there in lockdown without seeing houses. Totally <laughs> mental. People have lost their minds, like. Yeah. But anyway. Um, so hopefully, yeah, we'll get that sorted. And Enjoy your gig. Sure. You'll have to tell us all about it. your gig experience yeah. now next week. We'll all be living vicariously through you. Is that oh, the expression? I know, I know. I, know. Um, I was looking at what's on later in the year. I was like, hopefully I'll be fully comfortable with it all by then. But yeah. um, Stuart is off out on Saturday to see his beloved Hibs for the Woo. first time in probably two years. Um, so that's nice for him. And he's going to a show about the Hibs afterwards. <laughs> So I'm um, housebound with the Babbers on Saturday, but um, there you go. That's that's the plans ahead. So we'll be back next week with more stuff. It's probably a bit of a longer uh, podcast today, but listen, we haven't caught up in two weeks, so I hope everyone's yeah. stuck it out. So thanks for listening. Sorry for boring. <laughs> that you've got everything from cleaning to uh, COVID and Keanu. <laughs> <laughs> what more could you want? <laughs> That of alliteration there. I'm flying it for a Tuesday. Mm. Um, okay, thank you for listening to Fox Force 5, the Thanks podcast everyone. where you find out five things every week that you need to know. Well, five things we think you need to know. Um, and we will be back next week. Please do tell your friends and family and share and all that jazz. And uh, we'll be back again next week. And thank you for listening. We love you. Bye. Bye.